Welcome to Modern Musings, Conversations with the Maiden, Mother, and Crone, where we look at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. Welcome back. I'm your host, Kristen Hessler, and I'm with my co-hosts, Cindy Murray and Amber Garvin. Howdy. Howdy. And today we're talking about balancing home and work life. So, uh, you know, with everything that's changed with COVID, there are a lot of people working from home. A lot of people change jobs, make career changes. Some people decided to retire early. A lot of different things going on. I'm, you know, I myself uh, had to learn how to work from home. I had never done that before in, in all of my career. Um, every job I'd ever had required me working on site. So um, suddenly transitioning uh, to a work from home environment where it wasn't necessarily planned with dedicated working space was a little bit challenging. Um, and I also struggle with ADD. So I oftentimes will be trying to focus on one thing and my mind will drift off to other things that are weighing heavily on me or things that might be more interesting to think about. <laughs> so I have oftentimes had a little bit of struggle with balancing work um, and home life even before I worked at home. So I thought it would be interesting to chat about that because I know that a lot of people have had different experiences with working from home or just being self-employed or struggling with being able to separate the two oh yes it was uh, definitely difficult because my job suddenly went as well on online or working from home and I did that for oh about nine or so months and it was definitely difficult because I had nothing no office set up that luckily I had a computer and like the first I guess few months I actually worked from my bed because I had nowhere else to and that's definitely difficult because there are a lot of distractions at home and I know my diet definitely suffered because I was right next to the fridge it's been different for me because I have always, well, I won't say always, but for the last however many years, um, almost 30 years, well, yeah, almost 30 years been a work from home mom. So, um, I, I was either a, a stay at home mom or, but I always had some kind of side hustle going on, you know, selling Avon or something. So I've always worked from home. Um, the difference for me was, um, and, and it was always hard for me to balance home and, and work as well. I think that's true of most women. Um, men are much better at separating the two. And I think that comes from the way that our brains work, um, where men are, uh, don't easily transition from the left to the right side of the brain and vice versa. Whereas women more often work in both sides of the brain at the same time, um, or, you know, easily transition back and forth. And so I was always, you know, doing a little of this, a little of that all at the same time. 
and I also have ADHD and, um, so that kind of compounds things as well. But what changed for me with COVID was that suddenly my home where my home office, which was quiet and private and I could be alone and work was no longer quiet or private and I couldn't be alone because there were four, three or four other people in the house at any given time. And, um, my office is right by the back door where the dog goes in and out. And, you know, there's just a lot of things that it's right off the kitchen and it's open to the kitchen. So people come in and out, in and out, in and out. And so it was easy for them to stop and interrupt my work life with home life issues. That's like a physical interruption while you're trying to work where your home is physically interrupting you yes um just like be working from home and being like oh the fridge is right there i can go grab a snack that's a physical interruption and it's so easy to just roll out of bed and then turn on the computer and you're working from home and it's so easy to take a nap during your lunchtime and then forget to wake up you know or (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't have that problem. My problem tends to be more of I am a workaholic. Um, I think that has to do with my ADHD and the way it works because uh, I won't, if, if I get into a hyper focus on something, I don't want to stop. I want to finish the project before I move on to something else. So if I'm doing a home project like cleaning out a closet, I want to start and finish that project before I do something else. Right. And, me too, me too. And work will interfere with that or other home life things right. will interfere so with that. So when you are in charge of your own business and your own hours, like if you're a direct sales, say, you know, like I sell Cincy. And sometimes I find like during my non-work like my official job working time, like I never would work since while I'm at work. But like, say if I tried to dedicate Saturday afternoon to working my Cincy business, I would find struggles making myself, you know, only focus only on focus that on that, right? Because yeah. it's at home. Mm-hmm. And there's the other thing. So my distractions are not always the physical ones, like the dog wanting to go outside. I mean, yeah, I do have that distraction at home. But even when I worked in the office, oftentimes that closet project that I got to start on at home, maybe I didn't get to finish it. But it's in the back of your head. It's in my mind. Well, and that's, I do that too. Even when I try to work the eight hours, you know, I I really have tried to have a structured, uh, because I am self-employed, um, And so there's not any set times, but I try to, you know, I try to make set times for when I work and it it never fails that I'll be working on work and I'm thinking about all the home things that I need to work on Mm -hmm. and I get distracted by that. Or I'm working on home things and I'm thinking about the work I need to do for my business and they, they just interrupt each other constantly and it's... It's a struggle. I, I, I jump from one activity to another because I'm not tied to that eight hour schedule every day. Like, and you like can't you flip are. that switch either. And, and I can't just mm-hmm. flip that switch. My, my craft room is my office. And so that is where I play. That is where I work. And it's also where 
I pay the bills and file my home insurance and, you know, do things budgeting with my husband and whatever, you know, so it is, everything happens in that one space. And so when I'm in that space, I think of all the things. Yeah, it it can be really hard. For me, one of the ways that I learned to cope was, um, well, obviously I have my day planner and that helps me because I can just write in the margins Mm -hmm. like a note to myself. But having a little notebook um, that's like my brain dump book that I have the freedom to just write whatever, um, I will, if a thought comes to me, I don't want to lose the thought or forget it or have it keep popping up. Kind of like when you get a song stuck in your head, if you go and listen to it, it'll It'll go go away. away. Yeah. So what I will often do is write that thing down in my notebook. Mm -hmm. You know, it may take me like two seconds away from my job to write it down, but it gets it off of my mind so that I can go back to focusing. Yes. Because then it's almost like I got it off my chest. I do the the same thing. Uh, Mine's usually not in my notebook. It's usually on my phone. I use the notepad in my phone. And then, you know, like once every couple of days, I'll go through that notepad and then take all those oh, right. little notes that I yeah. put and put them where they belong. It would be yeah. it would be smart to put it on my notepad in my phone, my notes. But you know, for a lot of us, we can't use our cell phones at right, work, right? Because right. it's yeah. not allowed yeah. for you at home. You you make those rules. You yeah, know? yeah. But but, but it, I'm I'm just saying it's the same the same thing. It's the same activity. I just use put mine in a different place. Mm-hmm. I put it in my phone. But it is it's getting it off my head. Uh, and putting on the paper means that I won't forget it. It will it will come up when I have time to work on it. But I don't have to work on it right now because right now I'm working on this. Mm-hmm. And that helps me stay in the moment, in the now of what I'm working on. And, and that's the hardest challenge for me is to stay in the moment of what I'm working on. And that's what I want to do most is stay on the project I'm on until I finish it. And, but if this thing, you know, Oh, I forgot to order eggs or I forgot, I need to put this on the grocery list. You know, I can write that on that little thing. And then when I get back to my desk from cleaning out the closet or running to the bank or whatever, then I know that I can, I can take care of that later. If I don't write it down, then because of my ADD brain and all the things that are going through my head at 90 miles an hour all the time, I may not remember it again until I'm in the shower three days later and, you know, or whatever, and it'll pop up and I'll Mm -hmm. be like, oh, I can't write it down. So I try to write things down as, as much as I can throughout the day, anything that comes into my head. I just have, I have notepads by my desk. I have... My phone that I write on, I put things on my iPad. I I put notes everywhere. And then I just kind of compile them, you know. My problem is, is that I make all of these notes just like you do. And then I never look at them ever again. Well, and that that is the <laughs> trick. You have to go back to the notes. Yeah. And, and I do that. Um, at the very least, I will go back to my notes on Sunday when we're doing the planning. Because that's... One of the places that I pull my plan, you know, I talked about doing the brain dump um, during the video, the planning Mm. video that we did a while back about planning. And 
So one of the things I do is I use a brain dump and that those notes are part of my brain dump that I do. I just go through those notes and add all of them to the list. And then that way I make sure that I pick up all the tasks that I need to do. Yeah. And I think having those notes helps you not get too like daydreamy at work. Cause I know like if you have a fun vacation coming up, and you're at work, you might want to go scroll the internet and look at, you know, suits. Right. So in a way it's like, okay, you thought the thought, acknowledge the thought, write it down Mm -hmm. and then you move on so that you can be in the now, because I think that thanks brain for reminding me that I need to look at that. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, one of the things that, um, so we've been reading the Eckhart Tolle, um, the book about new earth, a new earth. And, um, I was really intrigued with some of the thoughts in there. And I actually, he, there, he has a podcast too, um, where they just record some of his speeches and, uh, you know, he has like some talks that he does. And, um, I can't remember if this was something I read in the book or if it was something that I, that I listened (laughs) to on the podcast. Um, but he was talking about when, um, and, and it kind of works with your word, too, because it made me think about you, because your word this year is, is now. now. Yes. And that balance between home and lo- and work uh, is really about being in the now. In the now, in and the present moment, where I'm at. focusing on what you're at and doing what you're doing mm-hmm. there, because um, I find myself, you know, I love my job, and I do love my home. When I'm at home, I think about work. And when I'm at work, I think about home Mm -hmm. and it's not that I'm not that I don't want to be at work, but Eckhart Tolle was talking about how, um, our minds automatically try to take us to a place that's better or what it thinks is better than what you're currently doing. So you have to allow yourself to enjoy what you're doing. Yes. And be in the now and focus on what it is you're currently working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and really like tell yourself, I'm here to do this today. And the positive outcome of this today is this. And like really like thinking it through, like what it is that you're actually doing and being in the now. Because if you don't, your mind will automatically drift to something else that it's mm-hmm. excited about. Mm-hmm. Because your mind wants to put you in the place that it thinks you're going to be the happiest. And if you kind of just go through the motions at work, you are going to be thinking about what you're going to be doing for the weekend. And that was one of the things he talked about is every day on Monday, people are like, oh, it's Monday. And then they're like, I can't wait until Friday. And everyone is working for the weekend there's literally a song about that you know what dave Everybody's ramsey working for and dave ramsey weekend. also David, talks about dave that dave ramsey too. talks about it he does if you are if you spend monday through thursday looking forward to friday you're doing the wrong job right you're and doing it's not the wrong necessarily thing. that you're doing the wrong thing you're thinking the wrong thing yeah because everybody 
can find joy in whatever it is that they're doing unless if of course, they choose to you have to choose yeah, that unless joy, of course you're under some extenuating circumstance like you know that is well, not no. a healthy place because even like ashley um was sharing with us a while back about the the mental health stuff and there was i cannot remember uh, i'll have to go back to the podcast and remember uh, what the name of the person was, but he was a, a Holocaust survivor. Frankel? Yes. Frankel. And um, and that he he survived because he found pleasure, found beauty, found happiness where he was, even though it was such a bleak and horrible experience. And I think that's true even of, of work and stuff. Even if your work is horrible, find something pleasurable that makes it happy or that makes it something that you want to be there and do and and I think you're right I think that's a big part of um staying focused and and making that balance when you are at work be fully at work don't let the pressures of home or your personal life or whatever interfere with the service that you are providing or, um, you know, regardless of what your job is, be smile to your customers and be helpful to your coworkers and clients or whatever, but be fully in that moment. And then when you're at home, let go of that work life, quit worrying about, whether that client is going to come back or whether you're going to make this big sale or whatever, because that's out of your hands right now. Be fully in the moment, in your home, with your family. Make it your safe haven. And even if you work from home, Mm -hmm. you can still make a part of your home your safe haven. Walk away from the office Mm -hmm. um, and go or, or shut off all the work computers and then do something that is fully self-care or fully home care or fully spousal care be there at that moment and do that and don't worry about the other stuff that's one of the things I've been working on because I tend to mix the two because I work from home and always have and and I try to only really work part-time because I don't want really a full-time job. So I mix up things during the day. So Monday is my biggest email day and also my busiest phone call day. And I'm, and I'm also doing research for people, but it's also my laundry day and my house cleaning day. So I will often swap back and forth between tasks. Like I'll go clean a bathroom and then I'll come do a research or you know, follow up with an email or something like that. And then I'll go back and clean the other bathroom and then I'll come back and do some more research or, you know, do something. And I just kind of swap back and forth, but that way at least I am fully in the one task at a time while I'm doing it. See, um, this year is, uh, really like the first year since COVID that my job has been fully, at my job right and so now I'm struggling with the um 
being like not working at home mm-hmm. situation and having to get up earlier and not just roll out of bed and turn on the computer type situation where I'm having to, you know, physically get up and go to work. And, you know, sometimes it's pretty hard because Mm -hmm. I'm used to two years just rolling out of bed and turning on the computer. And now I physically have to hit snooze a hundred times and get up and drive to work, get dressed, put real clothes on. But once you get to work, do you sit there and like, daydream while your kids are taking a quiz about all the no. things at home no when i'm at work so you can I turn am, your brain off and i am fully thing. when i'm at work i am fully at work i'm not thinking about home mm-hmm. and you know it's you know i have like an after school job as well which is at the same school so i'm like there for a really long time in the morning and then up until like around six in the afternoon And so that's like during business hours. So on my break, I do sometimes turn off and make necessary phone calls. But usually I'm so hyper-focused on work that I forget to make those phone calls Mm -hmm. like a doctor, lawyer, whatever, only like business hour during the week phone calls. And a lot of, and you know, and I have a bill that I have to pay that I can only pay over the phone. So sometimes I have to write reminders to remember to do stuff Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. or because I'm so hyper-focused on work or so into doing something at work that I'll forget on my break to make that phone call. So (laughs) I don't have that problem. Those things like weigh so heavily on me sometimes that I just like, I'm like, go away, go away. I need my space. No, I have to make a million reminders, like a reminder on my phone, a reminder in my folder, a reminder on my desk. I schedule them in my planner. Make those phone calls or else I'll be like so focused on grading papers or rearranging my desks or Mm -hmm. doing something for the next class or even going across the street and getting a coffee or something like that. I'm not even thinking about making those phone calls because I'm so work oriented Mm -hmm. when I'm at work. And this year is probably one of the first years that I haven't brought anything from home to work because I mean you're last a year stress-free yeah last year I was right going now. through a divorce and then the year before that I was in a bad marriage and then the year before that my mom died and the year before that my dad died and the year before that I had emergency surgery so it's just like this is one of the first years other than this last school year I had COVID but other than that, it's been a pretty stress-free. I don't have to bring anything weird from my personal life mm-hmm. into my school life. And I don't have to bring anything weird from my school life into my personal life. And I come to school happy and I go home happy and I leave the work at work. I'm not deliberately working long hours to avoid being at home anymore So it's been pretty great, but this is the first year in many years that it has been great, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And I'm having a hard time right now 
getting back into the swing of working. So, um, other than this podcast, I really haven't had any kind of work or anything outside of home, uh, home and family in two, over two years because of COVID. So, um, COVID pretty much devastated my, my business because I sell mostly, um, cruises. I do a lot of group cruises where I put together like a travel group or, um, I have an Aggie moms, um, fundraiser group that, um, they raise funds for scholarships. And so we weren't able to do those. We weren't able to cruise because the cruise lines were shut down. And so I, I didn't have a, a blur between home and work life because there was no work life. And now I'm finding I've got to work that work life back in Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to set myself a a regular, a more regular schedule because I think that will help me a little bit. That's actually one of my goals. Um, that's been kind of ongoing for the last couple of months by, um, I just keep trying to, um, set like if I can get this little activity to be set at this time and then I'll add in another little activity to be set at another time and then as I keep adding the little pieces like a puzzle back together you know I'm hoping I'll come out with a a workable routine of work that that will allow me to do certain amounts of home life and certain amounts of work life and So, but I, but that's still kind of hard because there is still family in the house and, um, and my husband's still kind of working from home a lot. Um, and then, you know, it's just the distractions are there and it's, it's hard not to want to go put away the books that are stacked up next to the bookshelf that I haven't put back yet when I need to be researching a trip for a client you know but I'm sitting right. here seeing these because that's your up. brain trying to get you to do something else like hey go mm. organize yes. these books because yes. this is boring this is boring I feel yes, like that if whatever. I was working from home still like I had those distractions when I was working from home like um I had to physically leave my house when COVID first started and we weren't doing Zoom calls only about once a week and everything because mm-hmm. Zoom was still a new thing. And I, you know, I was doing like online chats and stuff like that with my students. Um, I would ha- like have to go and sit on the porch just to get away from the distractions. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were new distractions being outside, bugs, spring, mm-hmm. whatever. But it was still like a little cooler outside when it first started. So I could get away from the distractions because my ex-husband was also working at home and we had to be in two separate rooms because we were both working from Mm -hmm. the computer. And so I would sometimes just sit on the porch and work or even go and sit in my car Mm -hmm. and work just to get away from the distractions of working at home. And that's why I like working at work so much better than working at home because there are so many distractions. Like if there are dishes dishes in the sink, then I'm going to want to wash the dishes and not focus on work. Mm -hmm. If there's laundry, I'm going to want to do the laundry instead of focus on work. And so I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I have, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, see, I have those distractions even sometimes when I'm not 
working from home. Like even oh, yeah. when when I'm at work, you're thinking about the- because you know, like one. Okay, so in my role. There's quiet times where I'm working on something where I'm working on a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. That's when my mind tends to wander because I'm not talking to someone about work. Mm. So every like random second a thought would pop up. Ooh, I need to go home and wash the dishes. And then I'll keep working. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah. And then I need to put uh, the clothes that are in the dryer on the hangers. Oh, and the, the dog needs to go to the vet. And yeah, and that's why that list is very My friend's coming helpful, back yeah. from the, yeah. So then it's like, oh, my God, stop thinking the thoughts. And then I'll just jot them down. And mm-hmm. then, then I'm like, okay, cool. I got a, going, I got yeah. a list going. But that's where I bump into trouble because that yeah. happens to me a lot. And and um, when I'm at home, working from home, um, you know, I'm not necessarily like, ooh, I need to get up and wash the dishes. It that I'm not compelled to, like, leave my work. Like, I don't right. have a problem with that. Like, I never leave my desk. Even when I take my break, sometimes I'm still working at my desk. Like, <laughs> I'm one of those type of people. Like, ah, I was well, supposed to be on a break, but I didn't actually get up from my desk because I started reading an email. Whoops, my break's <sighs> over. Got to go back to yeah. work. So, um, but I'll be working and I'll be on the phone talking to a customer and my husband will be cooking you know, dinner, and he'll, like, drop a pan on the floor, and then I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? If I wasn't working at home, I wouldn't have known that the pan had fallen or that my husband, you know, did something weird in the kitchen, and I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I need to go see what that is, you know, because I have this weird control freak sense where I got to know what's going on, and I've got to be in control, and... um. That's one thing about working from home that's been difficult because my time at home that I work is not traditional work hours. I'm working during dinner time, and that's when everybody else is coming together it's as a family and bustling at the house and doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I want to be I there. I have too. FOMO because I want to be in there helping him cook dinner and spending time with my kid after school. Mm-hmm. But yet I'm at work, and so it's hard for me to turn off that desire to go spend time with them or go help my husband cook dinner or give him advice. And, you know, and I'm like, I think it helps that I live alone. Well, and yours is is a little different than mine, too, because you office in a separate room and you can close the door. Yeah. And be private. And mine is, like I said, it's a room off the kitchen. It's completely open to the kitchen. It's next to the door. But but the problem is it's not even just the distractions of my husband cooking or people walking through the kitchen. It is that people don't respect the boundary of my space. I have a huge issue with that. Um, in, in fact, I threatened to put up a barrier to close off my room so that I could be alone when I worked and they would know because my husband often comes in and just starts talking in the middle. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of a phone call. Don't talk to me right now. And, and he's like, well, I can't tell if you're doing this or doing, you know, because I'm just sitting at my computer or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm at work. 
this is work. So what have you made I, a sign? I have had a right, taste of that work. medicine, though. I have had a taste of that medicine because uh-huh. when we lived in the apartment, my working desk was in the living oh, room. Oh, yeah, you did. You and did. my yeah. husband would be watching TV mm-hmm. right behind me. Yes. And my kid would be sitting in my reclining chair two feet away. <laughs> and I'm trying yes. to work. And then they would go outside and slam the front door and knock all the sticky notes off of my desk. Yes. And so I totally understand that, too, because they did not respect my space. But there wasn't. You didn't have the space to respect. It really exactly. is a separate room. And they don't have to come in and talk to me. Yeah. And I actually had to set boundaries and say, this is my workspace. And when I'm in here, it is sacrosanct. You cannot come in here and just start talking to me. You have to get my attention first, and then I will let you know if this is a good time or not, mm-hmm. because this is my work. And I had to explain it to to my husband in terms that he could understand, because he also is working from home. He is an audio engineer, and he has a studio in the house. And when he is working and recording in that studio, I would not just walk into that studio and start demanding information about the latest mortgage payment or did you file this insurance or can we have this for supper? And, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, he, I, I would not do that for him. And but he would regularly and routinely do things like that to me while I was working. And I'm like, no. We can talk about this some other time, but you cannot come in. And and I had the similar problem um, with Ashley a little bit, too, because she was not used to having anyone at home who worked at home or, you know, her mother um, did not work outside of the home. So she was used to just being in, able to walk in and talk to her mom anytime she wanted to. So she was, she kind of got in the habit of just walking into my studio and just talking to me too. And, and I had to point out to her that that was a huge distraction. You know, I, I let it go for a while because, you know, I didn't during, during COVID, it wasn't really that much of a big deal because there wasn't that much going on. But at the same time there, there kind of was, cause I was trying to do other things. And so it was like, I don't know. I just, I had to finally set the boundaries and say, please don't just come in and start talking. You, you have to, you have to wait until I've, you've got my attention and then you can kind of, you know, if I have time, I'll talk to you. If not, I'll tell you, I'll come find you later and we'll talk about it then. But, but I think those boundaries are very important. And I think my husband didn't get it or Ashley either until, like I said, I threatened to put up a barrier. I was going to hang a big curtain rod Um, across the big opening and just close it so that it would be a visual barrier to them to keep them from coming in and talking to me. Right. And once they Mm -hmm. realized that's how serious I was, then they started looking at it a different way. But you, you do have to hold firm on those boundaries, whatever, whatever the boundaries are, whether it's the, the daughter sitting behind you watching TV and giggling while you're working or um, the husband, dropping pans or whatever, or, or people knocking on your door and ringing your doorbell while you're on phone calls. Um, Yeah. You have to set boundaries for yourself and for other people. Yes. And you know, if you need to put a sign up, don't ring the doorbell during these hours, 
then then you have to do that and that you know that's one way to separate but still finding that balance um you know going back to that it's I don't know it's like like I said I'm kind of a a workaholic because once I get into a project I I just want to finish it and it and it's not a as much about well I mean it is part about the distractions and stuff but but really trying to not do too much work, being able to put the work down. Um, you it's know, hard. If, I'm pl- if I'm planning a big cruise, then sometimes I just have to, I can't plan everything in one day. Right. Uh, you have to also treat yourself the way you would expect to be treated. Like if you if are somebody else hired me. Yes, yes. If you are self-employed or running your own business, you have to treat yourself the way you would expect someone else to treat you. So you cannot make yourself stay up four hours past your bedtime Getting a work project. To right. work on yes. a project because you would be mad if someone made you stay at work until four o'clock in the morning yes. to research cruise and you, things. And you, you would probably say, would I not... can just go home and go to bed and I'll come in tomorrow and do it. Right. And you have to set but those as, boundaries for yourself. Because, but as self-employed person, we tend not to do that right. because there are we wear so many hats and we look at all the things that we have to do and we want to do them all. And, you know, I want to do the Instagram marketing and I want to do the Facebook marketing and I want to send out a bunch of emails to my clients and I want to plan that cruise for this client and I want to plan that vacation to Mexico for this client and I want to do it all today so that it's done and, you know, and I'm rocking and rolling. I, I guess I need to tell myself, like when I start thinking about home life when I'm at work. That if I was at home, I wouldn't appreciate it if my boss texted me every 15 minutes and said, oh, we need to work on this when you come back to work. Oh, we need to do this. Don't forget this. Don't forget that. I wouldn't like that if... Yes. If I got my work emails at home, on my home email, right. I wouldn't appreciate that. Right. And I wouldn't like it if my boss texted me all the time, right. which, which, you know, it's totally fine if she did. I wouldn't be mad, but I wouldn't like it if my boss did it the way that my brain does it to me. Yes. And so I need to treat myself that way. It's and it's really about self-care. It really is. It's treating yourself the way that you would want to be treated by someone else. And yeah. that's really what self-care boils down to is taking care of yourself, loving yourself, treating yourself the way that you would expect others to treat you. Mm-hmm. And... Um, or even better than that, because you should, you know, ha- you know, hold yourself up in esteem. Yes. Um, it's interesting how like things always come back to self care. Oh, um, always. Yeah. And toll. And I think, um, you know, <laughs> you know, looking back at like, um, you know, the mental health topic, um, you know, having healthy mental health. Um, helps with coping with those things. If yes, you're it does. struggling with mental health, it's really hard to have balances in your life. Yes. It's hard to balance relationships, family, friends, mm. or to set work. those boundaries because you be, you know, anxiety, depression, they those start things. to mold into yes. together. Separating, like, if, if uh, with the mental health, sev- that's one thing that has helped me this year is separating work and home more Mm -hmm. because I've resolved to 
leave, you know, like the work and the stress of work at work and um, keep any kind of home stressful stuff at home. And it really helps from workplace distractions and it really helps from home distractions because when I'm at home, I can spend time and do the things that I want to do mm-hmm. and not. And, of course, you know, I'm a teacher, so teachers no- notoriously bring their work home and work from home. And I just told myself that this year I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've Except tried. Except lesson plans. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that. that that is one of those things that I don't she have. Just told on her. I know, yeah. right? Well, I mean that that is one of the things though that I don't have time during the work day to do. Sadly, yeah. but like grading papers, I used to fill my backpack full or take like a huge box home and grade papers. Oh, my my husband at taught home. at the college, and I remember helping and I grade his papers. I refused to do that so, this year. Yeah. Like big stacks of papers, like I refuse to do that this year. Yeah. I I think for me, it's it's about, you know, finding, um, finding my self-care time. And, you know, I, I built myself a meditation spot in my bedroom. That was one of my one little word um, items that I did back in April. And, um, and then my practice for one little word, um, we had to practice something for the month of May. And so my practice was to add in crafting time every day because I am a creative person. I like to do art and to scrapbook and paint and draw and things like that. And so I wanted time to do that because very often I get so wrapped up in household projects and work and, you know, filing my taxes or whatever that I don't have, I don't schedule that downtime for me. And so that was what I did was tried to schedule, you know, two hours of that every day, um, to get that, some of that in. And it was, it was a struggle and, you know, I missed some days and, but, that's what I'm trying to shoot for is, and, and like I said, trying to, to work out that little schedule. This is the time when I'm going to do this. This is the time when I'm going to do that. And that can apply to your home things as well. So that you're not worrying about the dishes getting washed or the laundry getting washed or, you know, the myriad of projects that you've got going on in your house. If you've got that little list and you Put those on that. Here we go again. Eisenhower matrix. <laughs> and, right. and and prioritize them by how important and how urgent they are. And then you, you know, kind of go down the list and work them in that particular order and schedule the things that can be scheduled. You will get through those items. And, and then you don't have to worry about them. And you don't have to think about them. And they're at a set time. And it's separated from your work. And I mean, you can have a separate Eisenhower matrix for work and one for home mm-hmm. and, and keep those, you know, going in both places. And I, that works for me. So I think, I think it's a universal thing if you, if you can implement that. Definitely. Do you guys have any other tips for anybody? 
who might be struggling. Planners, planners, goals, lists. Yeah, goals, I, you know, all the, I mean, all the things I've been harping on all no, year so just, far, uh, really. Go back and listen to some of our previous podcasts, like especially if you're struggling with cleaning. We did a podcast about cleaning checklist. If, morning uh, routine. Morning routine, definitely. And planning. We did a podcast about planning. Mm-hmm. Goal setting, goal all, setting. Of, all the goal setting, um, any of those. All of these are, things help us they cope all, with they, our It's kind of like you talked about earlier, how things balance. just keep tying tying back to this and tying back mm-hmm. to that. And they really do. And, and the reason those systems work is because the people who design them have, have researched it and worked on it and worked on it and worked on it until they've found a way to make it work. And that's, you know... That's why they're a popular system because well, yeah, it does work. It does. Uh, but one thing to keep in mind is definitely go at your own pace. And, you know, you know yourself better than anybody else knows Absolutely. you. So yeah. you don't have to do anything like we do it. You know, these are just suggestions how it helps us cope. You find your thing and you do it. And we'd love to hear what you find that's helpful and useful. Anything that we may have left out. Because yeah, by all means, I'm, we're not an expert in balancing work life and home life. Maybe, yeah, maybe you know something you we don't we know. Yeah, yeah, continue that conversation on our Facebook group yes. and our blog. Yeah, so definitely come check us out on our Modern Musings chat on Facebook. And if you're not reading the blog, you're missing out on more than half of the conversation. Yeah. The podcast only once a week, but we do have usually three blog posts that correlate with what our topic is. Yep. So definitely come check us out um, where we share a lot more uh, in-depth personal uh, opinion of and that the topic. Is, that is at modernmusings.net. Yes. And um, we do want to say thank you to all of our listeners and thank you to all of our readers out there. Anyone who has given us uh, feedback, whether it's been in a text message, email, or otherwise, we do appreciate all of y'all's feedback. Absolutely. Um, and we we wanna, love you. We want to also uh, give thanks to Red Door Studios and Creative Audio Tech for the gear and the music. Thank you so much. Um, and next week, we have a fun, more on the fun side. Um, yeah, can't t- wait to talk. This one's going to be a hoot, I'm sure. <laughs> we're going to talk about pet peeves and we have a lot of them oh yeah we do (laughs) i was already sitting here thinking "Ooh, how many things can i think of that are pet peeves of mine um yeah so i think this is gonna be a lot of fun why don't you listen in and um and see if any of our pet peeves are your pet peeves and uh if you have any pet peeves you want to share before then send them our way and we will um We'll share them with everybody. That's right. Yeah, we'll talk about them on the podcast. (laughs) There we go. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we will catch you next Wednesday. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.